Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and uh, thanks for sticking with us through the last bit of time where there have been no Needless Things podcasts. This 351st episode has been much more delayed than I had planned for it to be. Uh, I, I built in sort of a week off between 350 and 351 where we would settle into the new scheduling of this show being released on Mondays instead of Fridays uh, because that (laughs) back when I made the decision to do this worked better with my work schedule because I was going to be off every Monday and Tuesday for the entire year uh, which is no longer the case now I work Mondays and Tuesdays so uh, there goes that but I I, it's it's a different schedule different things going on so it's still a pretty workable plan for me and I do still prefer getting everything done in one night what I did not expect beyond my work schedule shifting was that on Thursday the 14th Thursday the 14th I would get hit with not one but two kidney stones Uh, I was sitting there at work doing my job doing my thing and got the familiar back pain. I have had uh, two, I think two kidney stones previously, or kidney stones on two separate occasions previously. Uh, And it's horrible. It's the worst experience I've ever been through in my life. If you ask a medical professional, they will tell you how horrible it is. And uh, I got that familiar back pain, and I I didn't want it to be that, but I knew I needed to get out of there because you, you can't function. You can't do anything. Uh... So they got relief in for me. I came home and from getting home at about one o'clock, one thirty. Well, no, cause I left work at one. So I got home about two, two thirty, maybe, uh, very shortly after that was in such intense pain. I decided that we had to go to the doctor. Didn't want to go to a hospital, I uh, couldn't get an appointment with my regular doctor, so we went to an urgent care place, which is not my preference ever, but you do what you got to do. Uh, went in there, and I was actually laying on the floor trying not to scream in pain. Finally got in to see somebody. Uh, she her, her prognosis was kidney stones, which I already knew. She prescribed me some garbage painkiller that basically didn't work. Uh, that's Tylenol-3. I highly recommend ibuprofen over Tylenol. If if you even Tylenol with codeine, uh, if you have suffer from kidney stones, you might want something stronger than that, but you're going to have to tell your medical professional that you need something stronger. I uh, went back home and until Saturday night, did not really leave my room. Um, I cannot describe the pain and suffering of a kidney stone sufficiently to get it across, but I did not, I didn't even look at my phone, um, until I think Sunday afternoon, actually, uh, because it is a 
basically one of these spiked mines from Mario Brothers traveling through your system. It's it's horrifying. Uh, so I was not going to be doing any recording. I was not. Gonna, I, I didn't do anything. I was able to watch, sort of watch some TV, because you get short stretches where you're not in agonizing pain. But I didn't sleep for more than half an hour at a time uh, over those few days. It's just horrible, absolutely horrible. And and Monday came around, which is when, uh we were supposed to record 351 and it just there was no way that was going to happen uh i i couldn't sit i still am not comfortable uh, in one place for more than an hour but we did get it recorded obviously or you wouldn't be listening to this uh but monday i was able to go to my actual doctor and he gave me a little more information he set up appointments with an imaging place and a urologist like very very quickly uh and i was actually able to get imaging done that afternoon and it turned out that I still had, I thought I had passed the stone uh, Saturday or Sunday, and I had, but there was another one lodged uh, in me, a 7 millimeter stone that was stuck, which is why I was still experiencing pain and discomfort, uh, just not to such a level because it wasn't traveling, because that's when they hurt, uh, is when they're traveling. When, when they get stuck or those brief periods of respite you get where you're just in intense discomfort and not in agonizing pain. Uh, so Monday, uh, got all that done, got my, got to my doctor, got the imaging done, and then had to wait until Thursday until I could see the urologist. And by the time Thursday came around, I was feeling a lot better. Uh, still out of it because you don't go, th- go through something like that uh, and just snap back. Um, urologist, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I felt like that visit was worthwhile or not. It seemed to me like he was more trying to establish an ongoing relationship than to actually address my lingering kidney stone. Uh, as of right now, it is Sunday. We've just recorded the episode and I, one, it feels great to have done something normal again because it has been well over a week, uh, that I have just been tired and beaten and uh, really just not able to do anything because now I'm on this medication uh, that that is the intent is to get things out of you and it makes me really cold and really tired uh, so even though I'm not in constant pain anymore and, and really not in I'm in a little discomfort but it's not horrible um, but now I'm just tired and cold all the time uh, but we, we did the episode, had fun. It was, I'll be honest, it was a little shaky getting back to recording. I haven't done it in so long, but I am glad to have been able to do it. I am glad to have had this to do for you guys to get me back into the swing. Uh, tomorrow I go back to work or, or I guess today, if you're listening to this, when it drops, um, on this new schedule, this new project that I've got there. And, uh, I think once I get back back into a normal routine I will be able to mentally sort of move along but just for right now it's still in that pathetic wounded state (laughs) I guess for lack of a better term Uh, but anyway that's what's been going on and that's why this episode is a week late and that's why for the first time ever you have had this kind of break in the needless things podcast you know we made excuse me we made 350 episodes 
But I'm sitting here drinking a lot of water. Uh, but, which normally I drink a lot of water anyway, but now I'm drinking even more a lot of water. Um, 350 episodes without missing a date, uh, without missing a release date. And I hate it that I did, but there, I mean, there was literally no option. There was absolutely nothing that could be done. And I don't have any kind of like backlog shows or anything like that to throw one up. Uh, you know, maybe that's something I'll look into now. Maybe every once in a while I'll try and record a sort of evergreen episode to sit on and and, uh, have ready for such an occasion. But again, I thank you guys for hanging in there and for being ready for a new episode of the Needless Things podcast. Uh, Next week will be the newest episode of Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. And then after that, I have got everything planned out. This week was originally going to be a wrestling-themed episode uh, that has just been scrapped uh just doesn't fit into the schedule anymore but what better way to rumble than with patrick swayze keanu reeves Lori petty and gary Busey in the action classic point break which is the subject of this month's needless commentary uh awesome awesome movie we sit down and talk about it uh safely we we still are not gathering together live uh, it's uh, until we are all vaccinated, uh, which hopefully will be soon, but until we're all vaccinated, uh, we are not getting together. And I will tell you this, uh, once we are able to start gathering again, just just us, just the Needless Commentary team, we will be doing another greatest blank of all time episode. So if you have any suggestions for which greatest thing of all time we should determined this time around last time we did the greatest movie of all time uh and i I, we've obviously we've got ideas we we have things that we know we're going to do but if you have suggestions uh drop them at uh needless things podcast on twitter or join the needless things podcast facebook group and let us know what you'd like to hear because that's one of my favorite episodes we've ever done that greatest movie of all time if you haven't listened to it go back in the feed and uh, check it out it's 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 amazing it's great uh and if you haven't listened to episode 350 please do or you can watch it on the needless things youtube channel uh the full episode is available there alongside all kinds of fresh new unboxings and toy reviews uh I did have a number of toy reviews banked, so there wasn't any kind of lapse in posting of stuff on the Needless Things YouTube channel. So there's new stuff over there, uh, and there will be new stuff there this week. So go check that out. Uh, I reviewed the new Plasma Series Ecto-1 from Hasbro uh, Friday. That went up on Friday, this past Friday. So check that out. I think I, I was pleasantly surprised, and I think you will be too. Uh, so there you go, you guys. I'm <laughs> I'm tired and cold, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Hopefully, uh, well, next week will be, like I said, the newest Audible interlude, and that's a format that's a little easier to sort of put together and have uh, a regular product. And then the week after that, the standard Needless Things podcast will resume, and I'll, I'll have a, a more upbeat, fun intro for you. Uh, but for now, here is an upbeat intro. Fun dis- uh, discussion about an upbeat, fun movie, Point Break, the 1991 one, not the horrible, terrible remake. So uh, grab your grab your Corona, throw a lime in there if you must, and enjoy. <laughs>
Well, it feels like it's been a long, long time since we've recorded, and that's because it's been a long, long time since we've recorded. Uh, I've been out of action, but I am back. And speaking of action, it is time to continue our love and adoration of the career of one Patrick Swayze. That's right. It's Swayzeuary again. And this month, for our needless quarantary, we watched Point Break. Trip. So we, what is this the third or fourth year we've done a Swayze? Movie? It's at least the third because we've done Next of Kin, Roadhouse, and now Point Break. Yeah, I feel like this is the third year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then next year, I, I already know what we're doing. No, it's not Ghost. Is it? Is it too Wong Fu? Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Probably not. Ah. Oh. Uh, but well, that's good. Today, but. We're talking about Point Break, which also continues our adoration of Gary Busey. <laughs> it's another month Hell on the yeah. tarp bus. It's kind of an, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so th- this was a no-brainer. I mean, this is a, a classic movie, but I, I haven't watched it in a while. I watched about 12 minutes of the shitty-ass remake. That's yeah, I didn't see the remake. Oh, watching it looks this, so bad. It's shitty this, and it's ass. Yeah, watching this made me want to do a commentary for Hot Fuzz. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. He loves them so much. He fires in the air. Yeah, I, I thought about Hot Fuzz too. Watching this, we might get to the Cornetto oh, trilogy at some point. Oh hell yeah! Uh, isn't that it, Cornetto? Isn't that right? Some yeah. rich ice cream or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but anyway, point break, young, young, young Keanu Reeves, Gary, young, Buchan, dumb, and full of cum, Patrick Swayze. Oh boy, <laughs> so much cum. And, uh, and, and a and great supporting cast, including yeah. Anthony Kiedis and probably his finest role ever. I mean, I'd have to, <laughs> John C. McGinley, as like surfer Nazi, John C. McGinley is like. The ver- one of the very best of the outraged cop bosses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. I agree. There's yeah. so like much yelling. Him and the uh, the impression of the outraged cop boss that Mike Myers cop boss or Mike Myers friends cop boss does in uh So I Married an Axe Murderer are are top tier. I haven't watched that in so long. Yeah. It's, it's only I like, like that movie, but I haven't seen it so long. It's great. Hid trousers yeah. new. Yeah, around uh, this, pointy in places. This movie came out in 1991, uh, written by W. Peter Iliff, who does not even have a Wikipedia entry. Uh, directed by Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, man. It's gone on to even bigger and better things, and uh, it was. For me, I know Reeves had done some more uh, or some non-Ted things prior to this. But for me, I remember my difficulty here was in taking him seriously as anything other than Ted. Uh, s- still that problem with me. <laughs> um, and I'll, t- I'll I mean, get I'll get there. But uh, but yeah, like um, he he, he uh, his acting didn't evolve greatly at this point. Uh, it gets yeah. it gets better. Like. It's it's kind of a miracle that all throughout like the hundred plus hours I put into cyberpunk, like 
I didn't really see Johnny Silverhand as Ted. Yeah, yeah, he's gotten pretty good now, but uh, yeah. but there's there's definitely some Ted in there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but I I think that he's better than I remembered him being. Like, because when, when how I how bad did you out... remember him being? <laughs> Like, did you, did you remember him just having, like, a lobotomy and just going, bah? Well, I mean, it was, he was basically Ted in this movie to me at the time, and he's better than that. He, he's not he, – he does have a little bit of range beyond just the – I mean, he's he sells – You know well, what? I mean, it's not like you look at Johnny Utah and think he's just Ted in a suit. No, but he is an FBI agent. <laughs> right? So. All right. All right. Calm down, bro. <laughs> I love Keanu Reeves, but no, like, I, yeah. he's, he's not going to win an acting I'll say this. this it's like the rest of the cast is like so, so good that like he does kind of come off as a wiggling, but I'm not mad at him. I love Keanu Reeves. Yeah. He's the yeah. best. Well, and something that I noticed, uh, because th- this is, and, and you guys may have a, a reference for this or be able to verify it or whatever. But I remember at the time reading or hearing or one of those things that your friends tell you and like it just sort of becomes fact that they shot the end of the movie during shooting for Bill and Ted's bogus journey, which is why his his hair like it's not a wig. His hair's longer. And I feel like he gets more Ted like in certain parts of it. Well, no, oddly enough, I feel like at the end of the movie he feels a little more seasoned and less Ted-like uh, just because it's been, you know, a, a little while since he's been shooting this. I don't know. There, there's, to me, there's a marked difference in his performance uh, with that time jump at the end of the movie. Yeah, I agree. I think that, I think the ending, he's badass. He feels like a real FBI agent at the end. Like it's, like, yeah, he feels shit, like he's been through some it, shit. That doesn't last long. Which is comical yeah. because of like all the shit that his character's done. There's really no way he's still an FBI agent by that point. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. But we'll <laughs> yeah. get to that. We've got to go back to the beginning. That's right. And we've got to talk about now, you guys, when this came out in 91, had you seen him in anything else? Like, uh, what was it, River's Edge? And, uh, like, I think... A no, the, the only things I'd seen him in were the Bill and Ted movies. Uh, okay. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I, you were, well... Well, I was four. <laughs> Ryan but, was four. But <laughs> I, I do remember uh, Bill and Ted was the first thing I saw him in because my dad was obsessed with those movies. Uh, so I watched those and then uh, Point Break because my mom was obsessed with Swayze. So those sure. were like I saw every Swayze movie and like the Bill and Ted stuff. So I, I that's what I was familiar with. Yeah, I I was I knew him as Ted. I had seen. I, did, him I didn't Parent- see any of his like art. Ho- oh, I did see him in Parenthood, and I love yeah. that movie. Yeah, I that about that. But oh, I, wow, can't, Parenthood I can't was remember though. 90, if I saw the before or after. Yeah, Parenthood was eighty nine ninety. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I definitely hadn't seen that because despite the presence of Steve Martin, it was clearly like a adultish movie. Mom and dad. Movie. Yeah. Heavier, heavier on drama than comedy. Yeah. I think I saw it with my parents or something. Like, I think my parents rented it. Uh, and I watched it with them and I, because I remember being like surprised that I liked pa- I'm parenthood, not point break. I don't know why I'm talking about parenthood. <laughs> it, well, it's, it's, it's all part of the Reeves spectrum. 
Yes, but I I love that movie, and I l- actually love him with Martha Plimpton. He's great. So this this movie did represent a change for me though, because it I bought you know depend, no matter how far away from Ted he got in this, he he did pull off the action. Oh, and was yeah, likable, yeah, yeah. did sure. get you invested in the movie. Absolutely. And at the time, I wasn't a big fan of Patrick Swayze. I just hadn't uh, his. You hadn't been Swayzeified, right? Yeah, I, I you were not a subscriber to the Dow Swayze. I hadn't been swayed by Swayze, but this was <laughs> uh, the movie where I was like, okay, this guy's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. He's hard to not like in this. Yeah, he's so likable in this. Even though I know he's like the bad guy. Well, he is the bad guy, but he's so likable and so charismatic that they they were like, well, I guess he wins at the end. Yeah, that's that's how. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) and no one's mad about it. Like everyone's like, cool. I had like the major crush on Patrick Swayze, like when uh uh, like dirty dancing years so because i think dirty dancing came out when i was like young like preteen maybe like every every woman i knew from like my mother to my sister my sister's friends like everyone had a huge fucking crush on Patrick Swayze. yeah so like that was my draw to point break was like oh my god Patrick Swayze, and he was like 40 when he made this movie by the way like i think wasn't he like in his 30s at least Patrick Swayze, uh, probably. Like, yeah. Let's see here. But like 15-year-old me was like, fuck yeah. He was born in 52, so he was almost 40. Yeah. yeah. He was close to 40. And as we all know, uh, in Ryan Cadaver terms, 40 is might as well be dead. Ancient. <laughs> Why haven't you been dead for years? Just up in the trash. Dig yeah. a hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so every, during, every night, but when we're we're getting ready to go to bed, he puts me immediately into the trash, and I'm like, "Stop it! I'm still allowed to get into the bed." Uh, Dirty Dancing was '87, so this, this was four years, and I guess yeah. I had I had seen Red Dawn at this point. Um, so who knows whether? Oh I'm yeah, yeah. Who knows That's if like I'm a- contradicting something I said before or not? <laughs> but I still wasn't totally on board with Swayze as like the badass surfer robin banks guy uh and then of course we have uh, we've already mentioned gary Busey, who gives <laughs> his most nick nolte-ish performance i think yeah he really yeah. does Nailed that. Yeah. yeah absolutely uh but he's great he's lovable he's not he's not as abrasive as you might think he could be he, he hasn't quite gone full Busey yet but you can see it happening you can totally see it happening. Even in the first scene with the bricks, like there's like a, a thing I had to rewind it like three times because it's like, what is he saying in a couple of these lines? Like I felt like he was improving some shit yeah. that didn't really make sense. And then like when he jumps into the pool, he's like, Rah! like does some crazy Gary Busey scream. Uh, and I was like, there, that's the Busey I know. Yeah, he's very Busey, but he does to me. He doesn't really feel li- quite unhinged. No, yeah, he's movie. very likable, very um, Nick Nolte-ish. That's a yeah, really good way of putting like, it. Like I love that moment where he's he runs to the beach, um, and he like intercepts uh, Keanu and Patrick Swayze, and so he's like, "You seen any any kids with a car stereo?" And he's yeah, just like, yeah. Oh, that was great. Yeah, yeah, he's like perfect and believable. He's great in this fucking movie. Well, one of the things I like about the movie itself is they don't belabor a lot of stuff like Busey accepts Reeves character relatively quickly. Reeves 
gets in with Swayze's character. Like they don't drag it out forever and ever and ever. Like things move along really well. Yeah, yeah like, especially for a, it's a two-hour movie, but it doesn't feel like it really. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, really drag at all. I know yeah. what happens. Yeah, they the uh, people overcome like they get an obstacle and they overcome it pretty quickly. Like he figures out how to like win over Lori Petty and eventually get into her pants. So. I wish I could figure that out. <laughs> yes, and I'm glad I'm glad you brought up Lori Petty because she's my next note. Uh, I was absolutely in love with her in the '90s. Same. I just thought Same. she was the coolest. I mean, Tank Girl, yeah, Tank Girl. Yeah, and yeah. we will be watching Tank Girl possibly this year. Oh, uh, nice! Because that I I love that movie. Next, like, yeah, next month ironic. we gotta next month we gotta do that new Nicolas Cage movie though. Oh my god. Yeah. Are you talking about the Willy's Wonderland? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Five Nights at like, Freddy's movie? The the overnight janitor or something and some haunted like animatronic. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and call it. That's my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but it is. It's it's it looks so good. It's not Wonder Woman? Nope. It's uh, I haven't even seen that yet. Well, I've heard so much bad about it. I just don't even care. I'm just no, I, like honestly, don't even bother watching it. Nice. I know that sounds crazy, especially coming from like the guy who can find the good in anything yeah don't waste no, your time I, with that movie that's what i've heard uh, all right so movie opens up we're getting to know our characters uh and I, as the credits were rolling something i noticed one of the cast members is named bo jesse christopher <laughs> that's b-o-j-e-s-s-e as though their parents couldn't decide between the two redneckiest names on the planet and just mashed them together. Was he one of the like meth head surfing crew? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't look to Sounds see like who it, it was because all I needed to know was there was a human on this planet named Bo Jesse. I uh, I totally forgot that Tom Sizemore was in this, and that was like a nice surprise because I've always liked him. And he, uh, well, he, and he's so young in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like, yeah, that whole thing with him going off about the the meth and and being undercover was pretty badass. Yeah, that was well. And that's the thing is, you know, we we're talking about the plot moving along so well. This movie has so much to do and it combines all of the technical issues of an action movie with all the technical issues of a surfing movie. Because it's not like, like the surfing isn't really in the back seat. It's a focus of the film. They've, they've actually shot Lori Petty, Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves doing the surfing. Like they shot that stuff. They learned how to surf for the movie. Uh, none of them knew beforehand, although Swayze had surfed a few times because he had probably done everything in the world at that point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, he apparently was like a skydiver before this movie, too. And he, if, uh, from what I was reading, he made everybody in the cast skydive, including Gary Busey, who didn't have a skydiving <laughs> but he made them and he did it. Wait, I mean, can you just take a moment to think about Gary Busey jumping out of an airplane while being convinced by Swayze? I'm not yeah, surprised I, that he jumped out of an airplane. I'm, I'm just surprised he bothered with a parachute. Yeah. And I can just picture him just Gary Buseying all the way down to the ground it's true so yeah there was a lot involved with putting this movie together with with choosing a great cast which i think they did and with just all the different aspects that they had to carry out here and and like you said you know the the scene with tom sizemore where they blow his bust or blow his undercover work uh 
you know, that could have been the climax of the movie. That could have wrapped yeah. it up. But there's yeah. so much more to go at that point. Like that's a that's a whole side plot unto itself. Yeah. The uh, the chase scene, like when uh, Keanu is chasing Swayze on foot, is one of like my favorite chase scenes. I think. Yeah, oh, I had forgotten great. how great that was. Yeah. You know when he chases him through that like uh, ravine, drainage ravine thing, and yeah. no, no, uh, no dogs were harmed in the making of that chase. But I will say for the record. Oh, yeah. Yeah, John Wick would be so pissed at that scene. What? Yeah, when he throws a dog at him. Okay, how are you gonna pick up a snarling dog? Pitbull. No. Very, yeah, a very intimidating looking dog, and then throw that dog at another person. To I be think- fair, the one he threw was very clearly a fake dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's yes. true. But that was but great. That was actually that was good though. Like that was that whole like you guys said that whole scene is awesome and then we get the you know firing his gun into the air no oh yeah that's the scene which is a very like blue balls type of a scene it's so good and it uh i like the through line of his knee you know they start at the beginning when he's talking about why he stopped playing football because he blew his knee out and then two times during the movie that knee ends up being the source of, of a problem for him. It's not just a throwaway. It's not just, how'd you end up in the FBI? Like they actually use that to tell the story. But I will, on that, I was actually going to say something about that. Um, so they're saying that he blew his knee out playing football and he, he blows it out, you know, jumping off this, this relatively small wall, but he was like able to get through like FBI training at Quantico without an issue with his knee and surf and skydive. <laughs> so I mean, they're different kinds of things because, like, a lot of times football players who have knee problems will go on to do pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think would be much more difficult, but I I guess it's about the control you have in the situation or, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm not a neologist. (laughs) I don't know exactly what the deal is, but, but I can buy that he had some type of knee injury that, kept him from playing football but maybe didn't cause him problems in other areas or if he's not uh yeah i can buy it if he's not conscious of what he's doing if he's all caught up and chasing that hot wet patrick swayze he's not paying attention he lands wrong and goes down like a <laughs> sack of shit i mean anybody can injure themselves just by doing something the wrong way i mean right. that's just a thing yeah. yeah right especially if patrick swayze's involved i was gonna yeah if yeah. a hot wet patrick swayze's involved i could definitely blow a knee out or two so <laughs> back to, <laughs> back hey, to Betty a little bit um i think she was an unconventional choice for the movie because you think surfing movie and you probably think like buxom Pamela Anderson type. Yeah. And I like that they went in a different direction as somebody who's honestly more believable as somebody immersed in the. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause she's very tomboyish. Yeah. Yeah. And she pulls off the tough girl thing. Whereas like a buxom blonde would not have. Well, she pulls off the tough, tough girl thing, except for at the end, <laughs> this, this actually bugged Charlie. me this time around. Well, well, yeah, like he's he's betrayed her. She shot a gun at him and then she got kidnapped because of him. But then when he gets her rescued or freed or whatever, she's like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> like she didn't punch him in the face or anything. Yeah, I, no, I, believe she, I would. We would have to have a long talk. Right. She might have just also been uh, happy to no longer 
being held be. at night. Oh, I'm sure she was, down. but I, I would have liked, and I think we would get that. <laughs> I, I This is going to suck because there are a couple of little things I would say nowadays if they did this, but unfortunately they did do this nowadays and it was... Ugh. Well, the 12 minutes I saw were rotten garbage, but I only saw the ending scene. Um, no, no, the chase scene. I saw that. I looked that up to see how they did that in the remake. Okay. And it was god awful. Like, I bet the camera un- was all crazy, like jumping all over the place. Yeah. And they were in the woods. It was weird. It was terrible. Haven't I seen it. any of it, fortunately. Yeah. I saw like a couple minutes of the trailer and I turned that off. And then like, I also like, <laughs> while I was looking at that, I was like, you know, looking at remakes and then I was like, they remade Red Dawn. Like, I don't even remember that. I didn't oh, watch yeah. that either. Why? Yeah. It's just so weird. Yeah. I don't remember if I watched that or not, which may be a commentary on how good or good that uh, good or not good that is. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. So Lori Petty's great. Uh, Utah using her. To, yeah, is a little sketchy. <laughs> it's not the especially lying about his parents. Yeah. yeah, what a scumbag moment, especially for him being the good guy. Huh? Like he looks up, he's like, "Oh, her parents died in a plane crash. That's I can use that." Yeah. I but, mean, that's I mean, scummy as fuck. Yeah, at first though, he's doing a job, and that's but the thing it, is, yeah. this is a this is a government. Your parents are dead. It's this like... is a government agency. This isn't like daycare you know these people have to be ruthless to do what they do yeah you're not not doing it to make friends but then he ended up making friends and that kind of muddied things up all about the friends he made along the way yeah exactly (laughs) that's what point breaks really about (laughs) uh so yeah it's like on the one hand yeah it's a, a shitty thing but on the other hand yes he's doing his job that's what the movie's about and if you take that element out of it well then what is this even yeah it's true uh and i think what got me especially watching this time because I, I talk you know every time we do one of these things i talk about how watching something with a little bit of a critical eye or, or with the intent to discuss it is different from just sitting back and watching something and looking at this movie in this way this time, I realized what it is that's magical about Keanu Reeves is his earnestness. He's got a lot of charisma, not as much charisma as Popular Kitten. No. But a lot of charisma. <laughs> but who does? <Sorry. laughs> um, and, and you just, when you're watching him on the screen, everything seems real. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry. All right. We don't mind run-ins. <laughs> okay, that's fine. For for the <sighs> listeners, uh, Newt is on a rampage. Yeah, just go on wild. <laughs> but uh, what were you talking about? Uh, did we? Freak? I was talking about Keanu Reeves just being charismatic and like when he's on the screen, you just you just buy into him. It's oh true. yeah, absolutely. He's, he's a he's a likable person, which comes through. And, yes, uh, you know, I know, and and I do like I'll talk shit about his acting in this movie, but like physically, he's amazing. I mean, and not just like his looks. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes, he's he's a physical the butt specimen. Of that guy. <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, as far as the action sequences, just you know, the <clears throat> the way he he moves, the cha- all that, he's very like physically convincing. 
yeah. in all the scenes. He's convincing in the surfing scenes. You know, you you really buy all that. Um, the only time that he's a little shaky is in like, you know, some of the uh, dialogue. But, you know, he's Keanu Reeves. Like, he's so lovable. I, I mean, I would be happy with really anything that he did. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> Swayze though, it's like that—that's the biggest takeaway from this this watch of it. Like from like, because I I've watched it several times, but this time I was watching, I was like, man, he was so electric. Just command every scene. You can't look away. You you're like, I wish I was friends with that dude. Like he's awesome. He really yeah. does steal every scene in this movie. Yeah, like, you he's, the, he's the star, like the, the pseudo pseudo cult leader type. Yeah, totally, hundred percent. Well, and the three of them have a great chemistry together, Petty and Swayze and Reeves. Yeah. Uh, anytime they're on, any combination of them is on screen, they, you could see them just hanging out, like actually being, you know, surfer people on the beach in that lifestyle. Like uh, their, their connection is really, really strong. And uh, really, Reeves and Swayze's, their bromance, this movie, yeah, is, is, the big story yeah totally yeah i feel like this the movie is really about keanu reeves and patrick swayze falling in love <laughs> yeah and then laurie petty's just like the beard of the movie <laughs> i don't know it's kind of hot <laughs> anyway so um when we were gonna watch when we decided we were gonna watch point break what was the first thing that came into your mind Hmm. Um, I was like, I was like, man, this this movie is uh it's an essential action movie. If you're telling somebody that they need to like, you know, if you're like, hey, if you like action movies, what have you seen Point Break? Like, I mean, yeah. like the scene from Hot Fuzz. It's like, have yeah. you seen Bad Boys? Have you seen Point Break? It's it's one of those, it's always in the discussion of badass action movies. Um, and uh, I mean it's you know, it's one of those like Top Gun. It's like I always like mention it when people are talking about badass movies. Yeah. Uh it's just in the zeitgeist is is being badass. So I was excited to watch it. I was like, fuck yeah, point break. Love I it. think like one of the reasons that it like is a great action movie is that the action isn't just violence. There's like adrenaline stuff too, the surfing, the yeah. uh the skydiving, stuff like that. Like, not saying that, you know, the violence is pointless and dumb and I don't want to see it in movies. No, I do. It brings more to the table, though. It's, it's, it's cool to have a variety of different kinds of action, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's, it's like Top Gun, where it's like, it's not all like, you know, it's like, you know, there's some volleyball. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's some extreme stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Tom I mean, Cruise riding his motorcycle. Yeah. It's like, that's action, too. There's some montages in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did uh so like I, I know I'm not the first person to think of this, but like um I, I was watching this and I was like, man, you know, I've heard this before, but they really, really ripped this movie off with Fast and the Furious. Like the first Fast and the Furious, it's the same movie. Oh, is it? See, I don't yeah. The like I'm Paul not Walker, even sure I've seen that one. Paul Walker is like a copper, an FBI agent that's undercover, and he gets in with these racers. Uh, these extreme racers to find out about them like stealing stuff it's literally the same exact movie like to the t and and they're also like 
they all drink Coronas, which in this movie, they all drink Coronas. There's like all sorts of like similarities. Cause I had to go down like deep dive this. And I was like, they're the same movie. And they are, it's crazy. I've actually never seen any of the Fast and the Furious movies. The <laughs> only Fast and the Furious experience I have is the ride at Universal, which is, which is hot garbage. No, not even <laughs> hot garbage. It's lukewarm garbage. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. There's a... Is it a Con- No, it's not a Conan O'Brien ride. What is it? A Jay Leno ride or Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. No, There's- Jimmy Fallon. 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 Uh, There's uh. a Jimmy Fallon ride and it's better than the fast and the furious ride absolutely Absolutely. yeah 100 (laughs) percent. like that's that's a failure right there that is significantly better (laughs) and i i love theme park rides like i'm just really easy to make happy as far as theme park shit and that fast and the furious ride i was like are you are you kidding that's you you made you put money into that man if they they should they should make a point break ride i was just getting ready to say I want a point break ride. Yes. It would be, I think, a hanging coaster. Nice. I like that. Because you uh, can hang 10. Well, it would you'd start <laughs> you'd start at the beach and there'd be like some water spray and stuff. And uh it would have like the you know how they ha- they pipe in the smells to some yeah. coasters and stuff. Uh I guess it could be like a hanging 4D coaster. Like think, think the Spider-Man ride at Universal, but you're you're suspended. Yeah, like the Harry Potter Forbidden Journey. That's the one I couldn't ride, so I don't know. Oh, <laughs> they told me I was too tall. Oh yeah, no, it's that one's like uh, the seats are like fucking weird in that one. Yeah, you're um, having to fall off. But uh, you you start at the beach. And you've got the smell of the ocean and the sand and some sunblock. Every once in a while, there's a little spray at you. And you're like surfing through the waves. And then you go into a giant Gary Busey mouth. Yes. And and you come out his butt. It's, whoa. (laughs) And it's, uh, and it goes into the chase scene. And you're following Keanu Keanu following Swayze through the streets of LA. They're they're running, but you're behind them. Yeah, and then you uh, go through another portal of some kind. It's Gary Busey's head again, because why not? Yes, <laughs> every time. And then it's the skydiving, so it brings you to the top, like to the apex, and it's a drop ride at the end. Ah, and then I at like the it. end, you go right into the ocean and die. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it drops you. Well, that's it. It does the skydiving. <laughs> yeah. So it 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 drops you down and then you go like into the giant Australian wave and then yes. you come out in the then you come out in the point break gift shop. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. AKA Gary Busey's model. <laughs> I would buy everything at the point break gift shop. I would buy Absolutely. every shirt. You know, speaking of that, I know nothing about skydiving, but like I didn't think that you would skydive into water. It seems like you can skydive into anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't see why oh, not. Can you, Dave? Yeah. This this <laughs> is America, Nicole. If it's part of the planet, you can skydive into it. You can skydive into a volcano. But I mean, I feel like, but that maybe the end result wouldn't be great. Like I feel like I mean, if the volcano, no. Like... <laughs> um, I do know that, like, uh, 
like uh, Keanu Reeves jumping out of the plane without a chute is the most badass shit I've ever seen 100%. in a movie. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's terrifying. Even now, as a grown man, like when he did that, I was just like, "Fuck yeah, get him, Johnny Utah!" Dude, it's so <laughs> badass. It's crazy as hell. I love it. Yeah, and that's that's as as uh, as theoretically crazy as Gary Busey is outside of the confines of this movie. As crazy as Patrick Swayze's character, Bodie, as crazy yeah. as Bodie demonstrably is, that's the craziest moment in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah oh, by far. Mm-hmm. Completely yeah, that's, bonkers. That's that's a fucking amazing scene. Although we should be ready for it because uh, Utah has already shown how nuts he is by mouthing off to the gigantic, gnarly Nazi surfers. That's true, for, yeah. Earlier in the movie. that was You were surrounded by them? Yeah, war war child. I mean, war child. Like, who so, wrote that that scene? Uh, another fun fact I read about: um, uh, Anthony Kiedis um, did not show up for the fight choreography training. Uh, he just he just was like too cool rock star guy, I guess. Sure. So when they did that scene, uh, he's, you he's notice he gets punched out immediately. He was probably under the bridge. Yeah, yeah. So he gets punched out immediately, and then he actually fights the other guys, and that's why. Because he didn't do any of the training. It's it's perfect though, because throughout Kiedis's character is just a bitch. Like yeah, that's true. So it works. Yeah, he gets knocked out here, and then later, probably okay. If you were gonna do a reel of a minute of just unforgettable moments from action movies, Anthony Kiedis shooting himself in the foot, <laughs> I think would be in that reel. Like, as much cool stuff as there is in this movie, yeah. and this goes back to when I asked you guys what was the first thing you thought about when we said we're going to watch this, as great as Swayze is, as great as Reeves is, like, as great as the whole cast is, when somebody says point break, that's what I think of. I think it's, I think it's, that's this idiot shooting himself in the foot and how graphic it is. Oh, dude, his foot explodes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think of that, but I think the first thing I thought of was probably the the – jumping out of the plane without the parachute yeah mine was the firing the gun in the air yeah yeah and screaming that's what i always think about like if i picture point break like that to me that's on the poster i'm not in the trailer and everything like that's the whole movie him (laughs) screaming and firing the gun in the air (laughs) And, and that's this the movie is full of just awesome things like that all the stuff with the ex-presidents and let's let's talk a little bit about how well they mythologized the ex-presidents going into this right. how yeah. they talk about they've been doing this for years they've these, never been caught these guys are ghosts they're yeah. in and out in 90 seconds they're they never the sloppy vault. they're professional they do everything you know by the book every time they never go into the vault right uh the, the the script did a really good job of of laying down just how in awe of these criminals the FBI was. Yeah, yeah, and they do a good job of like Busey being like almost defensive of Keanu trying to capture him. He's like, "No, you can't. I've tried yeah. forever. You can't do it." Which yeah. is a cool like old cop thing. I like that. I like that dynamic. Yeah, and it sets up well um, the moment that they fall apart at the end. 
Because they break their own rules. Yeah, exactly. Because they they kind of establish all of that in the beginning. And then in the end, when Swayze's getting emotional and getting caught up in this, uh, he goes ahead and like breaks all of his rules. Um, And then obviously caught up in the field really bad. Yeah. Idiot. Idiot cop trying to be a hero. Yeah. Yes. And you're right at the beginning. That is a great setup with uh you know as quickly as as Busey does accept Reeves character it is that you you punk I've been working this for years now you think you're just gonna come in here and find something new yeah and then we get that that simultaneously awesome but totally corny scene where he he like amps him up he's like you angry are you good and angry <laughs> Oh yeah. my god! That's it's cheesy. so cheesy, but it's so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. He's like, "Are you dead yet?" Yeah, I I really felt like rewatching this and watching it with a critical eye. The first thirty minutes or so is just FBI agents screaming at each other, um, and it is a little cringy. It gets because I was like, "Damn, I remember liking this a lot more." Um, it gets a lot better once it, once everything kicks off with the relationship building between Swayze and Reeves. Yeah, and, I think and Swayze, all that. Swayze shows up like twenty minutes in, and to me, that's when the movie really starts getting good. Yeah, it, the yeah. beginning is is bumpy, um, but it gets much more likable as but it goes on. But even though it is a little bumpy, they set up a lot of very important shit that pays off later. Yeah, yeah, it's it's necessary, but it's a little it's just oof. a little slow. Yeah. Well, and I but that's what I like about the beginning because it starts off like literally every other undercover cop FBI whatever movie you've ever seen and it seems to be setting the table for something you've seen a million times before it's almost like they're intentionally going hitting all the beats and then they throw Swayze in and the story starts really opening up and getting deeper than than what you would normally see uh and it's uh they just do such a good job of delivering but also giving you something new yeah absolutely yeah i mean nobody's ever seen surfing bank robbers ever before so <laughs> for, <laughs> for better or worse I, I love saying it like that sounds like they surf into the bank <laughs> that'd be badass Oh, and the whole time, uh, the speaking of the surf Nazis, when Reeves is fighting them and then Swayze comes to his rescue, uh, the whole time I'm just like, man, these guys are lucky he's not ripping their throats out. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. And speaking of that, later in the movie, uh, Reeves is talking about, oh gosh, I wish I'd made a more thorough note. He's talking about somebody's routine. Uh, and he says, has lunch at Patrick's Roadhouse. Oh, yeah, I caught that. Because he, <laughs> he, he says he followed Bodie all day long. And he's like, he did this, he did that. Then he had lunch at Patrick's Roadhouse. Yeah. 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 Wow. That was very I cute. didn't catch that. That was a nice little drop. Yeah. Okay. It's at like the one hour mark. Oh, another thing about that chase scene, just a few years later, well, no, I guess it would have been about a decade later. But it's funny how much movies can alter our expectations of things or you, you learn movie speak as you go on and you watch more and more movies because watching this now, when the chase starts, it's they're they're on foot, they're running through buildings and backyards and all this kind of stuff. 
were you guys kind of halfway waiting for him to break into some like parkour? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like that's a such fair... a thing now. Oh yeah. 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 If this was like a new Bond film or something, then they, yeah, he would have been parkouring all over the place. If they remake the remake, they could cast uh, John Morrison. John yes. <laughs> Dude, that's a movie we need to watch. John Morrison's uh, bounty hunter movie. Yeah, we should watch that. Oh, it's Was so it good? good. It's it's legitimately really really good. Nice. I love John Morrison. I, awesome. I went in expecting like a dumb wrestler. Yeah, screwing around. Yeah, but it's very like self aware and it, it's good. Boone the bounty hunter. That's it. Nice. nice. It's it's good. Uh, it's also weird. This is a movie that I would love to be able to erase from my brain and go back and watch again. Yeah. Because I don't know how apparent it's supposed to be that Swayze and his crew are the ex-presidents. Yeah, I thought that too, because it's like it seems like it's supposed to be a huge reveal. Like when that moment happens and Keanu puts it together, like it seems like it's supposed to be like, holy shit, it was there the whole time. But like I know that already. Right. So right. I see what you're saying, but it's yeah. like I don't remember how I felt the first time I saw it. Yeah, like I don't know, like because they don't give you that much, that many clues. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't remember ever being surprised by that revelation. Yeah, I, I don't just remember it being surprising. It being like, of course it's them, like, duh. Yeah, because it's like, where else is the movie going if it's not them? Right. Why is he even involved with these guys yeah. in this way if this isn't what's happening? But I, I don't yeah. know. I, but I, that could yeah. be us seeing so many other movies that that could be that speaking. So. Well, it's like otherwise, it's like Keanu chasing bank robbers and also and making, also friends. making surfing. friends with surfers <laughs> that have nothing to do with the bank robbers. Like, you know. It's, well, it's, I wonder if some people think that the Nazi guys really were them at first. And, and that's the thing is that raid is done so well, aside from the fact uh, fact that Utah's there at all, which makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but the raid is done so well and feels so big. It, it feels like the climax of a movie. Uh, yeah. That, you know, at that point, you can kind of buy that I guess maybe these guys are them, except for the fact that they seem so damn stupid every time we saw them. <laughs> Like they do not seem like yeah, criminal masterminds, and the yeah. ex-presidents are not stupid. Right. Well, like I feel like Patrick Swayze doesn't seem stupid, and he's clearly in charge, so it kind of makes sense. Well, yeah. James James Legros Legros Legros. I don't know how to say his last name. He's in I have no idea hundred thousand movies. Uh, his character's pretty together, and he's the one that gets all pissed at. Uh, Swayze when things start to get a little fuzzy like Swayze does have a good crew you can't take anything away like yeah they're surfer guys and they're a little wild but they do all seem to be pretty together and pretty on the same page and to the point where when Swayze is the one that loses it and starts screwing things up uh, it's not surprising because he seems like the thrill seeker. He seems like the one that pushes them more into other things. Whereas those guys are kind of like, we do this this way and, and everything's cool. Let's just keep that up. Yeah. He does that big speech about how it's not about the money. It's about like teaching people about 
appreciating life or whatever the fuck. R- ridiculous. And like the rest of his crew is kind of like, no, that's for the money. The money. Like, I mean, <laughs> banks, dude. We're not like robbing flower shops, you know? Um, I don't know. It's just like, really, it's not about the money. <laughs> so we get this raid scene uh, that, that's very action packed, well done, gruesome, naked chick popping out of the shower and knocking that guy out oh yeah very unexpected and great yeah. uh dude pouring now is that i made a note about at the beginning when they're just looking into the house watching these scumbags do what they do is that tom sizemore pouring the beer into the cheerios it might have been or is that one I, of shit. the other dudes i don't know whoever it was that was too much no nobody <laughs> nobody no does that. Do that nobody's yeah. that scum. that's like that's that's over the line of ridiculous scumbaggery like yeah, I could see someone doing that as a joke when other people are around. Right, but he's like, by himself. Yeah, yeah, like nobody's really doing that. <laughs> no. no, you would just drink the beer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At no time have I ever eaten Cheerios and thought this needs beer, and at no time have I ever drank a beer and thought this needs. But Cheerios. you're not a Nazi surfer. Now, now I true. have sat and eaten Cheerios out of the box while drinking beer. Yeah, see, totally now that's though. totally different. Yeah. But yeah. but I never felt the need to directly combine the two things. Yeah. Well, see, that's like real scumbag behavior. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. Realistic, at least. Uh they were they were honey nut Cheerios, though. They weren't regular Cheerios. Oh, yeah. It's totally different. Who, totally different. Who even eats regular Cheerios? I they don't have like a they, they don't have a flavor. I like yeah. them. honey nut Cheerios are good. You like regular Cheerios? I Why? Do. What the fuck? What, what do they We've taste never like? had them in our house, so. I don't eat cereal, you they, fuck. It's all carbs. Tastes like packing material. <laughs> yeah. I like them. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't like sugary cereals. Have you had peanut butter Cheerios? No. Ooh. Oh, man, they're great. That sounds pretty good. They're so that's good, but they good. are also loaded with carbs, so. Yeah. Uh, and just a tip for the kids and the listeners, don't try and replace carbs with protein. Because that's how you get one of the ways you get kidney stones. Yikes. Yeah, now? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, great raid scene, lots of action, FBI kicking down doors, shooting uh, crazy criminal scumbags with ridiculously large guns, blowing holes in people and things. Uh, and then we get to Keanu having to get involved, blowing it by all intentions, blowing his cover, even though it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and he tackles this he guy. There? That's so stupid. We get the poor. Okay, so here, here's another thing that was a little incongruous to me. So we've got the scumbag house that all the scumbags live in. Looks like shit. They park the their weird Jeep four-wheeler vehicle on the lawn. Just drive directly up onto the lawn, park. Uh, just a shithole. And then right next door... You've got a fellow with a well-manicured lawn, everything <laughs> neat and tidy, looks beautiful. He's just out there with his little push mower. Doo, 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 he's, a, he's a gentrifier. He's, I, I guess he's moving so. in to shitty neighborhoods and jacking the prices of rent up and shit. Because I can't imagine that dude with that lawn living next to those people. And not calling the cops every 12 minutes. Right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he's out there just minding his own business somehow. Like, he's still out there mowing the lawn after all these gunshots and everything. <laughs> uh, and then Utah and Scumbag come tumbling onto his lawn, knock over his lawnmower. Scumbag doing the classic pushing the face into the lawnmower, which is oh, still, yeah. run- still running somehow. I don't Magic know how that works. Lawnmower. 
and Busey's character decides the best course of action is to shoot the lawnmower. <laughs> really? Busey doesn't trust machines. <laughs> but Utah's head is two and a half inches away from the machine. Yes, and Busey, <laughs> but he does seem like he solves most of his problems by shooting at them. Well, he should have shot the scumbag. Well, you would think. I don't know. This must say a lot about me because, like, he shot that lawnmower, and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, that checks out. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even think about that. Ryan hates lawnmowers. I'm like, fuck that lawnmower. Shoot it. It's true. To be fair, I hate lawnmowers, too. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was a bizarre choice. Yeah, looking back, that is a little weird. What's going to explode? Maybe that's the point where he's like, you shoot the bad guy, and your problem is solved. Yeah, you shoot the lawnmower that potentially creates many other problems that that would mess up Keanu's pretty face. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we we wrap up the raid. Uh, awesome action-packed sequence. Where where are you guys at this point? Like, at what point, Nicole? You said the first twenty minutes or so uh, took you a little while to get invested, but uh, like, Arian, at what point were you kind of immersed and along for the ride? Like. Mm, pretty pretty much immediately like uh like i had it had been so long since i'd seen it that i completely forgot gary Busey was in it so as soon as i saw oh. gary Busey, i was like oh well now here we go i'm home yeah <laughs> i i was very excited to see gary Busey in it yeah. um i had kind of forgotten as well um he's just he's a fucking delight in this movie yes it's true. Oh man, God! When he dies, I know I'm jumping ahead, but when he dies, I was like really well, that's, genuinely. That's sad. fine because that's one of my notes. I forgot he even died. Yeah, yeah. So when it too. happened, I was I was shattered. I totally forgot that that happened in the movie, and and like all of y'all apparently, because like me and her watched it separately and stuff, and uh, like when that happened, like I was like I didn't realize how much I was attached to that character. So I was like, oh my god, like really, like he's fucking dead. So yeah, yeah. That, was, that was and he got like fucked up. Like he got shot, like blew his whole back out. It was it was rough. Yeah. Well, and that's they played it to mess with you because the first time he gets shot, you're like, oh shit, he's been taken out of commission. I guess this is the point where we move on and he gets left behind. But then he gets back up and gets shot in the back like eight more times. You're like, yeah. oh fuck, they killed him? Yeah. What? Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that was brutal. Absolutely brutal death. Bullshit. Save Gary Busey. Save Gary Busey. I'm going to start a website called Does Gary Busey Die? And like you look up the movie and then it tells you if he dies. The way you don't have to face that sort of trauma if you don't yeah. want to. Save Tart Bus. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did, did you guys have any other. Uh thoughts notes anything like that, that you you brought along today no uh, i think i mean i think that's pretty much it like the gary Busey dime was the only thing that we hadn't covered yet that i wanted to bring up because that was traumatic it's true actually uh, uh interesting trivia so i think the uh when you made a note earlier that the uh you, you don't really recognize the writer's name supposedly Catherine bigelow and uh james cameron did a rewrite of the script in the Cameron's not credited, which is, it might be a pseudonym. 
Yeah, I, I read that the writer like basically was like surfboards and robberies and like on a piece of paper and they're like, okay, buddy, we'll we'll figure this out. <laughs> like, so, like so that would be like, and that was the script. Because I noticed there's a story by Rick King credit. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing maybe that's where that came from. Is Rick maybe King maybe threw that's that out there? Yeah. And then Bigelow and Cameron fleshed it out. That's because that's what I read. Like uh, basically, like so I don't know who. Maybe Rick King. Like basically came to like one of his studio buddies and was like, "Man, I had this like cool idea about like robber, you know, bank robbers, and they surf during the day, and then they rob banks and blah blah blah." And they're just like, "Okay, cool, we'll make that a movie." And yeah. That's, I mean, so you know, sometimes uh, that's all it takes. The uh, another fun trivia note I had uh, highlighted was uh, Matthew Broderick was originally offered the role of Johnny Utah. Oh yeah, Oof. that was one of the notes that I had. Uh, how you know, like weird. awful. Like yeah. the others who auditioned include uh, Johnny Depp, Charlie Sheen, Willem Dafoe, and Val Kilmer. Willem Dafoe is the one that blew my fucking mind. I, Wait for Johnny imagine? Utah? Yeah, yes. that makes no sense. What? Yeah. He auditioned for it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like, see Willem Dafoe saying "bruh"? I can't see can anything. See, yeah, Willem other Dafoe than that on a fucking surfboard of him smiling. Yes. <laughs> it would have um, been insane. But yeah, Matthew Broderick was offered the role and turned it down. It would have been. I mean, and I love Matthew Broderick. I do too. I do too. Not in this movie. Not for this. I think uh, I could definitely. I mean, Johnny Depp obviously would have been fine. Yeah, he would have been probably better than Keanu. Honestly, yeah, honestly, he probably would have. Val Kilmer probably would have done well as well. But I don't think Val Kilmer's not quite as charismatic. Are are we? Which Val Kilmer are we going to get though? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm thinking like Top Gun. Val Kilmer (laughs) would be. He'd be, be okay. He'd be okay. Yeah. But not uh, and Char- Charlie Sheen, uh, again, I think would have been great, but would have been very, very different movie. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. it, uh, Char- it's it's hard to remember in a post hashtag winning Tiger Blood world <laughs> yeah. or whatever his deal was. Major, but major. Charlie league. Charlie Sheen was awesome at one point. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love like in the nineties. He was great. And yeah, Major League Charlie Sheen oh, was yeah. fucking like, glorious. The, the, the getaway Charlie Sheen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been rad. I also read that uh, Patrick Swayze at one point was offered the Johnny Utah role, but wanted to be Bodie. So, I think that's a good call. That's a really good Definitely. call. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see how I you do because so Utah's got to be young. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. And the, yeah, that's like the work. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see anybody else being Bodie. I mean, it was like written for Swayze, I think. I, I could actually see Kilmer as Bodie. Yeah. More than Utah, yeah. Yeah. But, but still, I think it would be a travesty. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change anybody in the cast. No, I think that it worked out really good and I feel like if it was anyone else, it would have been like a weird forgettable movie that nobody talks about anymore. Yeah, but but the the way the cast lined up is why it's so good. Well, and I think it makes it something special in Keanu Reeves' uh, resume. Yeah, something. Yeah, Yeah. it's something different, but also something with a lot of acclaim attached to it. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's got he's got a bunch that (laughs) you know are different and interesting, but definitely were not the box 
office success yeah. that that this had. Your your Johnny mnemonics. Yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. Which I still, I I know I've seen it at least twice. Still not quite sure what it's about. Don't really remember anything about it. I think yeah. is that the one that Henry Rollins is in. I think so. I am. I think not- he's in it. I've seen it, but I, like like Dave said, like I don't remember shit about it. I couldn't tell yeah. you anything about it other than he's in it. Keanu Reeves is in it. Maybe we need to watch that one at some point. I'm down. Yeah, I I'm not even sure if I've seen it either. I've seen it and I remember nothing about it. Or Ice T is in I it. I don't know. Yeah, Henry Rollins is in it too. Ice T being in it makes it a a must watch. I'm down with that. Yeah. I love him. Anything he does, I'm in. Yeah. Maybe we need to dedicate a oh gosh, we could dedicate I was, yeah, we need an iced tea month, month to iced tea because maybe August would, August is a good month for iced tea. That would cover <laughs> uh Tank Girl. Yep. That would cover Johnny Mnemonic. Um New Jack City. New Jack City. We could get Judgment Night. We could have a whole year of iced tea. Yes. Oh, we could. Surviving the game? Is that yeah. Yeah, 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 I love which that is movie. the best adaptation of the yeah, most dangerous story, I think. Yeah, yeah, I do too. God, I love that movie. I think yeah, that, that game's awesome. Even... Or that game, yeah. that movie's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I see had a really great awesome. run too. Like, he was yeah, he in a lot of legit good movies. Oh, yeah, for sure. To, to say nothing of his career on uh SVU, yeah, sure. I love ST. I've never actually watched SVU, but I see rules. I have, yeah. I mean, if, if like you I just know, don't watch those kind of shows. Never. He's great on it. Oh, I'm um, sure. Working in like ERs and stuff like that, where there's like a TV there and you have to put it on something non-offensive, uh, you end up watching stuff like that. You, you put it on the the violent rape show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Literally every episode <laughs> is about sex crimes. Yeah. Uh, normally, I think non-offensive TV, and I think like those home repair shows or whatever well yeah that's what most people put the, the channel on <laughs> i'm like y'all want to watch a uh, svu it's <laughs> like i got this night stalker oh, documentary <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing now oh yeah uh all right so that brings us pretty much to the end of the movie where we get yet another big action piece with that skydiving sequence um this is after Busey. well we get the big skydiving sequence before that's almost a little confusing because you're wondering what's the point of them forcing johnny along with them because they his cover is blown yeah uh they come get him to go skydiving and they have a they have a great time skydiving it's super yeah yeah but I know he's having like, so much fun and he's there because they have Lori Petty by knife point. Right. It's an odd thing. Well, no, I mean, that's, that's, uh, he doesn't know that yet. They don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 They you're right. It was afterwards. Until after. My bad. Um, Cause this is after the, uh, we get the raid. Um, we get the big early morning surfing sequence. We get the, <laughs> the chase on foot and that's when uh that's when his cover gets blown because he's chasing swayze yeah. uh
and it's just pure happenstance. Like there's no skill whatsoever. Like they happen to be out. Busey and Reeves happen to be outside the bank that the ex president. Oh yeah, were robbing at the time. It's so yeah, and it's like it kind of just like I'm like Keanu, you're not very good at your job. Like they're robbing a bank behind you, and he's yeah. like not paying attention. Well, he does say <laughs> that he he well, tailed him to that bank, yeah. and he's well, saw they, no, they've been sta- the they bank. were staking it out because they yeah. sat down and they figured out that that it yeah. was one of the. I think there were three different banks and they were like, well, it's going to be one of these is going to be their last hit of the season. And then they're going to move on and we're going to lose them forever. So we got to, we got to get on this. So they're staking that one out. And I think they kind of give up. He goes to get the, the uh, meatball subs, which by the way. Yeah. All right. That was, that was Gary Busey's fault. Gary Busey very clearly says, get two meatball subs for me. Yes. Two meatball subs for me. Yeah. So Keanu does not order a third meatball sub, and I feel like that's a huge mistake. Yeah, yeah, he, he meant he ordered his like he ordered a tuna sandwich, tuna on wheat or something. Yeah, then, yeah. like then he brings him back to Gary Busey, and Gary Busey's like, "Man, I should have got a third one of these." Because <laughs> <laughs> he's Gary fucking Busey. That man can put away a sandwich, but yeah, and they also say like he's like, "I'm so hungry," and Keanu's like, "It's ten thirty. Like, so they've been there maybe for two hours because you figure there's no, the bank's not opening before <laughs> eight a.m. Right. So yeah. <laughs> they've been at this stakeout for maybe two, two and a half hours. And Gary Busey is like, fuck this bullshit. Why haven't they come yet? I need food. And he just like is totally impatient with the concept of the stakeout. I'm like, aren't you like an FBI agent? Like, isn't this part of the deal? <laughs> I get that though. I can relate to that though. Yeah. I can. If you're you right around if... the corner from a good meatball sub. Yeah. You'd take a break from the stakeout to get a sub. I like how, and listeners, I'm sorry you can't experience this with the rest of us, but I like how Arian's head disappears into the wall of butts from time to time. <laughs> as as it does. <laughs> um, <so laughs> there covers, it goes. <laughs> covers blown. They pick him up uh, to go on their little skydiving adventure so that Lori Petty can be kidnapped and held hostage. Uh, and they Swayze has, and I guess it's because of this bond that has developed that Swayze has decided he's bringing Utah along for the job. I mean, that's all I can think of because there's no, there's no reason they shouldn't have just given him a, a bad shoot and dumped him out of a plane and let him die. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, that's, that would have made sense, but yeah, it's definitely the bromance angle. That's why he, he brought him along. He's like, no, he's, you know, it's like he wants it, to convert him into yeah, a criminal. That's what I. That's yeah. the vibe I got too. Like he he thinks he's gonna like turn sides or something. Well, or he's just brought him this far. He's given him the the exhilaration of surfing. He's given him the exhilaration of skydiving, and this is the next. Because way like like you mentioned earlier, Swayze gives that speech about how they're not doing it for the money. They're doing it for the thrill. That's the ultimate thrill, robbing a bank or whatever. Um, and he wants him to experience that last thing. Yeah. Like he's been on this journey and he feels like he's got to get to the end of it. Yeah. And Swayze's like a guru cult leader ish thing, like Arian was saying. So, like, I'm I surprised mean, yeah. he wasn't drinking Fresca. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, we, we get to that. We get to the unsurprising revelation that Swayze has. And I love how he takes Reeves into the back of the van. It's just the two of them. Uh, and he's like, You're not going to like this. Yeah, this but is missing a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and Reeves doesn't overreact. It does. He doesn't give the tough guy reaction like he's pissed, 
but he realizes he's in a corner because a lot of times you get a character reacting to something like that in a completely, I think, stupid way because there's nothing he can do at that point. Yeah. yeah. So there's no point in like grabbing Swayze and trying to fight him or like, yeah, trying, it's not like, going to do anything. Right, right. Uh, so we move along to the big final robbery of the movie where Swayze gets too big for his britches, uh, decides that they're going to go in the vault. And again, he's showing off for his buddy, basically. Yeah. That's really the only explanation is he's like, I'm, I'm going to show this cool guy how cool I am. Yeah. 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 You've come along this far. You've seen what we can do, but now I'm really going to push it. You're, you're really going to yep. see. We're going to up the ante, bro. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's where everything falls apart. Uh, yeah. We're going to do exactly God. what we don't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I love the, one of the, one of the best performances in the whole movie is the security guard. He's uh, like, no, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's like, please don't stop. Well, when the cop yeah. is like, I'm a cop, I'm going to stop these guys. And the security guard's just like, please don't, please don't stop. Like, it's very believable. And oh, yeah. Very, yeah. It's like, very relatable. It. Yeah. Because the security guard knows exactly what's going to happen. He's like, we can let these fuckers just take the money and walk right out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Or we can all get shot in the face. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, we get the uh, end of the movie where Swayze has gotten away and set up earlier, pretty early on, actually, because it's at the beach party, um, the first beach party where Reeves goes to Swayze's house and they're talking about the big waves. And he says, Oh, the biggest wave is in Australia. Yes, yeah. the fifty-year storm. Which I did. Anybody look that up to see if that's bullshit or not? No, no, I didn't. I imagine that there's Nobody... not like a fifty-year clock in like the sky that counts down. You know, like up oh, there it is. I did read that when they filmed that scene, though, there was like some insane storm going on that just happened to line up with when they were shooting. So that worked out pretty good. Whoa, fifty-year storms and knife-wielding locals. Point break. <laughs> plot fact or fiction <laughs> interesting I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's probably all fiction but <laughs> <laughs> wait this isn't a documentary <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh this article is so long uh, yeah, there I'm... are there are real life 50 year cycles of storms yes um a 50-year storm refers to a storm that has a 2% chance of occurring on any given year and usually refers to rainfall events. Uh, so, like, it's a thing, but it's not exactly a thing in the way that Patrick Swayze was saying it was a thing. Yeah. Which so is not weird. like every 50 years it's going to hit on this day. Right. It's just, like, once every 50 years it'll happen at yeah. some point. Yeah. I think there's a lot more ish to it than than Patrick Swayze you know, like 50 years-ish, probably. Um, well, yeah, I don't think what, anybody literally thought there was a clock in the sky counting this thing. <laughs> so, I mean, like, what do, you, what do you what do you, guys think about the uh, the way it ends? Like, the actual, like, the process of him letting him go. But I get like, it, but I hate it. It's kind of dumb, right? I hate it. He <laughs> yeah, should have just yeah. arrested him. Yeah. This fucker's responsible for deaths. Yeah. Um, like, like, he's a bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, well like, not only that, like... 
yes, that's dumb. But like the the idea that Johnny Utah is still a cop or an FBI oh, agent well, yeah. is yeah. impossible to like comprehend. Well, okay. And then he throws you, his badge in the water. You say that, but if you take a look at all of the FBI slash CIA government operative type things, even James Bond, if you look at the history of agents and spies in fiction, like what Johnny Utah did really isn't that bad compared to what a lot of your most famous spies and agents have gotten away with so it's not like if you're looking at this from a real world perspective for sure it's ridiculous he's still an agent but if you're looking at this through the lens of fiction based on these things it's not really that hard to swallow yeah i just you're looking at this Uh, as though it's a documentary then you have other problems at hand i i I feel i feel factor fiction i feel like the problem I feel like the problem I have with it is like, you know, it's like Keanu Reeves is like trying to track this dude down and stop him before he hurts anyone else again. So like he finds him on this beach in Australia and he's like, I'm going to put him away. Like, and I take that because like, he's like, because I care about my job, but then he just lets him go. And then I know he's like dead supposedly, but that doesn't close the case. They don't really know if he's dead. And then he throws his badge away. Yeah, I don't. I guess he's like, I love Patrick Swayze so much, I can't be a cop anymore. <laughs> yeah, like I just like it's just weird. It's like it's still your job. Like, what the fuck are you even doing if you're just gonna do this? I and think... why why put all the effort because it's into personal, him I guess. Down if you're not gonna take him in, either take him in or like go move into a nice cozy cabin with him. Like, <laughs> like what what else would be? Yeah, I guess I guess Busey dying made it a little more personal, but still, I think right. that. Reeves was and, and honestly there could have been a whole if imagine if point break had ended before the time jump and then they did a second movie that was all about Reeves hunting Swayze down like instead of him just saying I missed you yeah. by a week and blah 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 whatever that was a whole movie yeah yeah I think we could have gotten a little better resolution out of it because there's a lot of assumption and you're having to make guesses about johnny utah's motivations you know my thought is that he's the one that got away and he becomes obsessed with bringing him to justice and that's why he's been following him all over the world for the next last six months or however long it's been uh he didn't really bring him to justice well no but that's what i'm saying is that Uh, once once he got him he realized it wasn't even about that it was just about getting him Uh, okay and he's like I got him. What's the point of even bringing him in? It was the friends he made along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, and also like, it yeah. was the points he broke along the way. <laughs> True. And like, when Bodhi says, you know, I'll die in a cage, man. Like, Keanu, like uh, Johnny Utah knows that's true. He can't do that to his bro. But it, right, and, that, and that's his job. But that's, that, that's, yeah, that's literally what he does. Well, and, and that's exactly and that's why he what throws the badge away. Yeah. Right, and that's exactly what the movie is is saying. Is like you got to let that crazy bird fly free, man. But I I just don't agree with it. He should have yeah. handcuffed him and taken him down and been like, "Fuck you! You don't get your wave, bad guy." Yeah, and yeah. him over to the Australian guys in their little hats. Yeah, because like you said, hey, I mean, Mike. 
uh, Bodhi wins at the end of this. Yeah, because he he would have died in that wave even if Keanu wasn't there. Right. He even he even said like you know like there's nothing wrong dying doing what you love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it very much sets it up as is that this wave is a suicide mission or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess the the piece you're supposed to have, if if he does survive this, is that all those cops are there waiting for him on the shore. So it's not like he's going to get away anyway. Like even yeah. if he makes it through this amazing surfing event, they're there waiting for him. But but again, like I just I don't think that's how the law works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not. That's not how that works. Oh, he was taken away by a big wave, mate. Ace closed. Ace it's closed. Like, there's no body. Like, who let's the fuck go knows? ride some kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> let's go fight Russell Crowe, mate. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, still, even even though for me personally, the ending was dissatisfying. Love the movie rapid pace great performances just everything about it is great uh it, it really really is a, a solid movie uh for the listeners i i hope you watched it uh before listening to this because we just yeah no we spoiled everything everything but you'll still enjoy it because we knew all that going into it and we still enjoyed it uh, any final thoughts final thoughts you guys uh, I mean, like I said earlier, it's an essential action movie. It's uh, one of the best performances by Swayze next to Roadhouse. Uh, I love it. I think it rules. Um, yeah, I, I do think that, like, yeah, I, I kind of felt the same way. I got a little worried at first. I was like, ooh, man, is this not as good as I remember? And then as it went on, I was like, oh, yeah, it's just as good as I remember. Like, it's good. It just at first, I was a little worried. I was like, oh, man, it's just, just like, is this more cop procedural, procedural than I remember? Can't say that word. What was that word? <laughs> anyway, it, it doesn't matter. But yeah, I'm just like, is this just like some standard cop shit? Like, am I am I misremembering how good this was? Right. And Did I, you romanticize it a little yeah, bit? Yeah, and it yeah. actually is that good. Yeah, yeah I kind of had the exact same thing where, you know, I was like, oh, hell yeah, point break, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, I was watching it uh, kind of in, in chunks because I had a lot going on. And so I watched like the first... 20 or 25 minutes and i was like man i remember liking this a lot more than i'm liking it right now um and then i was able to kind of sit down and take it in and i was once like, you get oh, into the action okay yeah. once you start getting in the bromance between the two of them and all that cool action starts happening i was swept away on the, the wave of point break it's <laughs> true yeah i uh I was in from the beginning, like as soon as I saw Gary Busey, <laughs> because even if it's a cop procedural movie, like a cop procedural movie that has to deal with Gary Busey as one of the cops is going to be insane. So yeah. it's True. fine. Yeah, he is. A, he is fucking just delightful. I can't say that mm-hmm. enough. It's true. All right. Well, I think everybody here gives Point Break a hearty endorsement. Many thumbs up. Uh, still up. still holds up. Still lots of fun. Yeah. You guys, where can we find you online and what are you up to? Uh, Cadaver Candle Company. Um, that's about it. Just look it up. Google it. It's worth a Google. Cadavercandleco.bigcartel.com. There you go. 
that's it. That's all I got going on. Yeah, and and uh, follow, <laughs> yeah. Like they and follow the candle company on Instagram. Yeah, uh, you can follow us on Instagram if you feel like it. It's mostly pictures of Newt. Arian just turned green. I don't know what that means. I'm, I'm hulking up, bro. Too, no, too much butts. He's wow. gonna angrily tell you about his pictures of food and cute animals. Yeah, uh, you know, find me at, at such a lazy man on Instagram if you're so inclined for. Uh, memes animals and uh, food there you go and butts awesome butts. thank you guys for talking about the uh beauty of patrick swayze and keanu reeves and Lori petty mm-hmm. yes and the craziness of gary Busey, and we will be back next month uh with something that m- might have been determined but maybe not i don't know we'll find out this month <laughs> is yeah. month of love and yeah. i love nick cage well there you go maybe that's all you need <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, you guys. All right. Bye. Peace out. Oof. I'm I'm tired of illness. I'm tired of uh, getting over these kidney stones. I'm tired of the whole pandemic situation. All of that. I want to move move ahead, but we have to be responsible and smart about it, which is why right now. I want this vaccine more than I want, like, any new toy that's coming out. Well, okay, maybe not more than the new Thulsa Doom figure, but but almost as much. But seriously, everybody, uh, please continue to stay safe, be responsible, look out for your community, look out for your family, look out for your friends. Uh, I know there are those out there who think it is, but this is no joke. Uh, I've seen it devastate a lot of people. And I have no interest in that happening to me or any of you. So, good times are ahead. I think there's a lot of hope that things can get back to normal at some point this year. Um, But until then, needless things... Well, not until then. Starting now, needless things is back to normal. Business as usual. Uh, We are going to keep the content coming every week. Uh, Check out the Needless Things YouTube channel for all those toy reviews. Lots and lots of stuff coming there uh, this week. You know what? I don't even remember what's going up this week. I'm cold and tired, you guys. Cold and tired. I'm a little bit sore. Tiny bit sore. Not super sore. Better than I was. But I hope everybody's new year is going better than mine has so far. <laughs> I hope you're all doing well out there. I hope you're uh, you know, getting by in 2021, a year with hopefully more promise than 2020. Well... Okay, at this point in 2020, I think things still looked pretty good. Uh, But uh, let's hope for a good year, you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging in there. I love you guys. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.